Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another, we're still doing it, another edition of the Elite City Podcast. And this time, uh, AEW Dynamite, winter is coming. Rick, winter was awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. <laughs> really good. Like, really good show. Uh, and kudos, if there's anybody listening that was at the show, kudos to you guys. You, the crowd was hot. Oh, yeah, that was a really good fun. crowd. It was, yes. and it always adds to it when the crowd is really good. And they weren't like obnox, they weren't like obnoxiously loud. Like sometimes the crowd just wants to chant things yes. just to be involved. But like this crowd yes. was just good. Yeah, yeah, they were good. They were respectful. They were. There was no like what. There was no what chance. No. There oh, was no like I yeah. That's so bad. That's the worst thing Steve Austin ever did. Well, no, the worst thing he ever did was like worse. But yes. <laughs> the worst yeah, thing yes. he did, the worst the thing ring. he did. The worst thing he did in wrestling was the, yes. the what chance? <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to the uh, to the WWE. Some some documentaries came out this week. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. Um. Anyways, uh, winter's coming. Uh, they always. I, I'm trying to. I was trying to think of the word earlier today, and I still don't know what the word is. But these special quarterly shows that they do that they basically put a pay-per-view on free tv right is like they're they're just special and i really hope like you know 10 years down the line or what, what like once aew is like cemented i really hope these become like kind of what they mean to everybody else like what they mean to us since we've been there from the beginning like i hope they just keep it up and people are like oh my god december every year winter is coming right yeah you know and like even battle of the belts they've been doing like every few months too like i i like these like themed shows yeah and i i like they they, yeah they make it feel like it's just an episode of dynamite but it feels bigger right every time they do it and i love that they have the um nba song for the the best of seven now i love it it's amazing (laughs) and like i don't know how much you've been on twitter uh but people putting it with like different people's themes (laughs) and it's syncing up is there's one from the house of black and it's amazing (laughs) it somehow works with it somehow works with everything i don't know how it does like the house of black when like when the lights comes on it just goes and then malachi stands up it was hilarious It was so good. Um, yeah, Tony Khan, just just in music for uh, this match, Tony Khan probably spent a few million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's apparently one of the, and off topic, but the, the new ROH service, the streaming service, um, yes. part of the reason I think some of the events aren't on there is because they don't own the rights to a lot of the songs. So hopefully he can uh, manage to get those. I, it could be a potential thing. I don't know how long he buys rights for when he buys rights to a song, but oh, okay. it could be, I don't know if this, if he's like forever rights or is like is in two years when AEW gets a streaming service, they're going to have to edit all these songs out. I wonder, I wonder what the rights packages are for these things. That's, I, that's, that's weird. I don't know how, how that works. I'll, I'll 
there's a couple people that might know the answer to that that I know. I remember Eric Bischoff it. saying once that when he got um, the Jimi Hendrix song for Hollywood Hogan, yeah, they only allowed like, like getting just the first thirty seconds of it was way cheaper than like the whole song. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So whenever they had Hogan do an entrance, they made sure it was just like a short one, so they didn't have to pay for like the full right. the full version of the song. But then if you notice now, if you watch anything on WWE Network, they edit it out because they don't want to. I guess they don't want to pay. That's interesting. Like that, that is a, a very, like, that only happens in pro wrestling because, like, pro wrestling, like, they use songs in, like, like MMA and stuff, but the money is so different because the people in the ring are also multi, well, on UFC level. Right. Like, they're multi millionaires because they're making way more money than a pro wrestler. So they might even own the rights to use whatever song they walk out to yeah yeah so it's it's as a wrestler it's a like it kind of only exists in that realm of like do you walk that line like are you going to be stuck to like come out to i don't know like a song by kiss and then like you make it real big and oh i can't afford (laughs) right what i was known for you know (laughs) yeah well apparently they wanted to get the the final countdown for danielson and they were asking for like some ludicrous amount so they just didn't do it wow also kudos to those to those old bands like realizing yeah of course if something like 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 if if you're the kansas and the young bucks want your song yeah charge whatever you can get for it like whatever you can get for it and then like I would have loved to have seen like the Spotify and Apple music numbers before that dynamite for that song. Right. And the downloads from like fall- the following Thursday. Yeah. You know? I'm sure, I'm sure it's good because now Kansas once in a while will like retweet the bucks entrance or the elites entrance. Oh, that's and awesome. <laughs> clearly they're excited by this. Like it, it must be helping them. Yeah. Like I would just love to see those, um, like those numbers like how it's known is like every year like around like october like mariah carey starts getting right because her song starts getting played um all i want for christmas is you almost oh geez i almost forgot the words uh so like that that would be really interesting that on that scale right like what how much it moved for the bands but then like you just said if aw gets either ends up on honor club or gets their own thing like you know 10 years from now is tony Khan still going to be paying kansas right. just to use <laughs> yeah i wonder clip. i wonder if he buys it like permanently or if it's like a you know a limited thing like you can use it for a live show but if you re-air it later you have to pay more or something i wonder how that works yeah that's that's a good question unless you know nowadays i'm like entertainment lawyers might have things set up like kind of like youtube but like for streaming service like hey yeah you can still own the rights to the song but if that that event gets more than a million views like after that we get at a two percent right every yeah like this like the stuff eric bischoff was talking about was in the 90s like none of this existed then right so you know like now if you know like i I forget what it is to have on youtube it's like under 30 seconds you don't owe anybody money or like right you can use like you could use like a michael jackson song and they just consider that free advertisement for them right if it's over that 
then they can step in for copyright infringement right which is which is totally weird because you're taught your entire life like you can't use anybody else's work but now because of the internet you can use 28 seconds of it and it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's just an odd time we live in uh but anyways uh the trios match best of seven match number four uh that's the way they started the show i mean that was pretty uh i mean excuse the pun the bar was set really high because when you have the elite and death triangle uh literally anything can happen it could be a, well we're probably going to get a brawl next week but <laughs> we'll get there in a second too it, you know it could be a brawl they could be jumping out of the rafters i mean just the the high level of professional wrestling was unreal in the, it, and it's, it's hard for matches. it's hard for any two te- any teams any individuals to do seven matches with each other but yes they can they've managed to make them all different like each match has been different yeah. than the one before it so far so it's been really good yeah and i mean in this one you could even say from the time don Callis sat down the commentary and i think taz asked him you know are, are you prepared for a death triangle to cheat and he kind of planted the seed early we always have a plan. Right. And yes, and yes, they did. Ah, oh. of course, as soon as the bell rang, it was just sprints. <laughs> like they just started. It, it was awesome. Um, a super quick start. And every, like, like you said, every match has been different. And this one, even with we'll jump ahead for a second here even with nick quote-unquote getting hurt to me this match had a different vibe to it from the beginning yeah uh, like you know, you you agree with that yeah i agree okay it cool, was like cool. a it was i think it, what i took for it was more like frantic and it made sense based on the numbers of it like that it could have been three one or, or two two at the end of the match right so i, yeah, I could yeah. see both teams being they both portrayed it as more of it was there was more it was fast but not the way i don't know how to describe it not the way they usually fast like it was it was yes. more frantic like they were desperate like they were trying to like yeah yeah good call it wasn't as much like maybe it's because the box weren't involved in it as much as usual but it wasn't as much as like pre-rehearsed type of moves as these teams usually do like like setting things up True. and, and yes. it was more of just like oh we just want to we just want to get this done as fast as we can because this is an important match. Yeah. Um, the, the whole uh, the whole Nick getting hurt thing was so well done. Yeah, I, I bought it when it happened. Like, 100%. What, like about halfway through, I figured, nah, he's going to come back. But like when it first happened, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah he's he didn't he tagged out. And then a doctor came down. And I was like, yeah, that could be real. Yeah, I, I was gonna say we were texting Dory, and you were like, "Hey, do you think this is real?" And I was just gonna say like, "Oh, if the doctor comes, definitely." And then, and then I think Excalibur was like, "Oh, Doc Samson's on his yeah. way down." And that's what I was like, "Oh man, it probably is." And then like they took him away, and obviously they did this on purpose. They didn't talk about him for just like a minute, minute and a half. Right. Just long enough for you to forget that he wasn't there. Right. And then they planted the seeds in your head. Like, you know, I mean, they carted him off. What are they going to do? They're you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, the, the commentary oh, on Dynamite, and I love JR. I'm not trying to knock JR, but like this this trio of, of Excalibur, Taz, and Shivani, they're great. Like, they do a they're really great. good job. 
Yes. And you're right. When when he first left, they didn't mention it, which is what they would have done if it was real. It was real exactly. So, yeah, that was really cool. It's it's AEW blurring the lines. I know we say that every week, but I mean, that's really what it was, because that's how we were trained to watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah. If they if they sit there and talk about the guy's arm, oh, the guy's arm's probably not broke. But right. <laughs> if he's favoring his arm and they're definitely not talking about it, well, there's probably something wrong with it. Right. Um, but anyways, we had a, as we talked about the crowd, I, I think they stood up during this match and I, you know, we're, we're going to get to watch Rampage tomorrow. They probably stood all the way till the end of the show at Rampage because they went nuts the whole night. They were and a good crowd. I just want to say Kenny Omega is back now. Yes. Like he, yes. his first couple of matches, I, I don't know if that was a storyline thing or if he was really getting back into it. But his first few matches was he was a little bit less in the ring. He was in the ring a little bit less. He was a little bit slower. I think that probably part of that was storyline. But either way, like yesterday and on Dynamite, his his performance was that was Kenny Omega. Like that's the Kenny Omega you you were all used to seeing. Yeah, his just the way that he does everything. It is. I like I don't want to use the word perfect because nothing is perfect, obviously. But if if you were to see a silhouette of it, you would know Kenny Omega did it. If that makes right. any sense, yeah. Like, his style, his positioning, everything—it—it's it, just screams him. And yes, you're right. He was himself last night. Definitely. It's funny because going like before the show started, I remember I was thinking about all the people on AEW, just like you know, future stuff because I'm a nerd and I think mm-hmm. of stuff in my head. Um, and one of the things I was thinking of was like, oh, I wonder if Kenny Omega is going to have like another big singles run anytime soon. Because it seems like he's kind of just been in trios and like, yeah, he gets attention, but he's not like the focus of the company, which you right. thought he would be when AEW started. And I was like, oh, man, he's not really wasted in a trios thing, but he's not showcased as much. But like then yesterday, he was really like he was really showcased a lot. So that was cool. Yeah. I mean, as we said, like. Nick was quote unquote hurt, aka he wasn't hurt at all as part of the story. <laughs> but it, like Kenny basically wrestled three quarters of the match. I mean, yeah. Matt Jackson did his stuff, but his stuff was like kind of in the middle. Like, I don't know. Kenny took over and was just, once he was in, he was in, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And then they had the, the spot where he went for the tag, but they, they pulled Matt off the, yeah. off the apron. So yeah, Kenny wrestled a lot of it and it was, it was all very good. Um, I, I mean, him and him and Pac could have, oh, they could have a hundred matches in a row, and they would and all be, be incredible. Incredible, every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we're gonna give a shout out to Ray Phoenix. We talked about the elite a lot, but I've never saw anybody do an inverted frog splash before. That no, was cool. <laughs> that was the coolest move I've ever seen. Yeah, Ray Phoenix does things that you don't think people can do. Yeah, like. It, if it, it just it looked weird doing it, but it made sense how it worked. <laughs> and I love because Excalibur was just kind of casually like, "Oh, inverted frog splash." I'm like, "What do you mean inverted yeah. frog splash? That's not a thing." <laughs> like, exactly. That's not, that's not yeah. a move that I've heard of. <laughs> yes. Don't just yeah. throw that out there as if it's something I'm supposed to know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it made perfect sense, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Ray, well just death triangle in general 
all of them are incredible, but Ray Phoenix is something special. And that was, that move was just super cool. Um, I, we're going to throw Alex Abrahantes under the bus a little bit. I think he provided the hammer. It, it kind of made TV, but didn't. I don't know if that was a. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, now I didn't. I didn't see it. You just mentioned when it makes sense, but I didn't see it. Oh, it, yeah. Like if you look, like I said, I don't know if it was a production error, like one way or the other. Like if they were supposed to show it, missed it, or if they cut to right. it, they kind of <laughs> got the pass. But he's like they're on the like it's like on the hard camera side, so like the, they would have been facing the camera, right? And like Penta goes down and then like Penta goes like up to one knee and then Abrahantes like kind of looks like he's like helping him, but they, they're not saying anything to it or like even remotely trying to move their right. jumps up on, he jumps up on the apron and has a hammer in his hand. <laughs> so I think he just went over and passed him something. Right. Um, but after the fact, he did get the hammer passed back to him and he had a pocket on the inside of his jacket that a ring hammer just happened to fit into. So, <laughs> I mean, that looked kind of suspect if you ask me. <laughs> um, but they, they did, they used the hammer uh, on Nick's, Nick's uh, ankle. Cause he came back, he got the hot tag. He came back, but it was just too much. Death triangle goes up three to one. And, I mean, if you watch sports, that's that's not a good, good not a good spot to be in for the elite. I love how they managed to incorporate the hammer in every ma- and it's like not tiresome somehow. Yes, like they absolutely. They, it's not just like oh, there's the hammer again. Like they do it in a kind of clever way every time. Yes, it's been pretty it, cool, and it and it started it, off when Pac was like always trying to grab the hammer. I remember like there's other things <laughs> yes. you could just not yeah. use it, but but now like the hammer is such a big deal. Like they've made it into like yeah. such a thing. It's been, it's well, been interesting. It's been cool. It's been very cool. Well, next week we wait. Yeah, it is next week. I was gonna next say, week. Maybe yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it, the, the holiday bash or whatever it's called. Um, n- next week is a uh, hardcore match. No rules. What, did they also say false count anywhere or just hardcore? I think it's just no DQ. Then the week after just Falls no Down Anywhere, I think. Okay, okay. I knew there was false Down Anywhere said, but yes, okay. Yeah, it's the well, week that, after. What well, if, if necessary? Because of if course, necessary. of true. course, they would they would announce stipulations for all the matches and then not then then not have all the matches because that that makes perfect sense. Correct. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I would absolutely love the reaction if they're like, "And match seven, it's going to be a ladder match," and everyone gets all excited for the ladder match, and then it's over in five. And like, yeah, there's no ladder yeah. match. We're not having one. Sorry. (laughs) That happens in real sports all the time. (laughs) Like that does happen. Yeah. I'm still upset that I bought when the the first year going off topic, the first year the Penguins made the playoffs after a while in the Crosby era, the first year they made the play and they played Ottawa and I'd never been to a playoff game and I bought tickets for like game six Uh. in in Pittsburgh and then they lost in five and I was so upset. Have you been to a playoff game since? Not in Pittsburgh. I've been to a game in Toronto. Oh, see, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of jealous of you. I've been to like a million playoff games here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I told you a million times. Again, off topic, but just real quick, I like me and my buddy. We plan on well, we were going to do it in 2020. We just wanted to go to a random uh, Leafs game. Like, yeah, just get doesn't matter who they play. We don't care. Just go to an actual 
like game in Canada. Yeah. It's going to happen one day. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to the match. Uh, yeah, the, the final three matches are like stipulation type matches, which I mean, I don't know how they're going to get away with this on national TV. Like they're going to get gnarly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like in a good way, but like also like, I mean, they're going to have all six of these guys. Like, I mean, it's going to get, oh, it's going to be good. But yeah, I mean, no DQ is basically going to just be like a bunch of tables and chairs. I'm assuming that'll be most of the match. uh, Yeah. And I feel like the elite will use the hammer to win because it's now legal. Mm, That's true, too. That would be that'd be fun. And then the next then the next one is false can anywhere, which could be ridiculous. Yeah. And then a ladder match, apparently. So and then the ladder match is is that January 11th, too? It is. Oh, wow. Seems like they're hyping up that show quite a lot. I wonder why. (laughs) I don't know. My God, that show. Like, my God. Okay. Well, moving on before I. (laughs) my head explodes um again death triangle goes up three to one um i think me and you said this at the beginning i i thought they were actually going to go up three nothing yeah i thought so too yeah like because they want to make the hill bigger for the elite to have to climb and it's obviously now as you said it's obviously going seven which means that triangle doesn't win another match right well i guess they could win they could have been the last Seven. one. They but could I... win the last one. Yeah, but yeah, um, it, it's it's just going to be interesting, but it's going to be super fun, definitely for sure. Um, as soon as this match ended, we had Alex Marvez back, which congratulations, bringing him back was awesome. Um, haven't seen him in a while. I had a backstage with MJF, who what a promo. Uh, and then it was funny because he started with the absolute opposite of what Ricky Stark said that MJF does. He just goes for the low-hanging fruit, you know, make fun of the town, blah, blah, blah. Well, he says he made Ricky Starks just for being in the same ring with him. It was an awesome heel promo. Yeah, good promo. And then I loved how at the end, he just did everything that Ricky said that he always does, but he did them like right in a <laughs> row. He made fun of the town, called everybody stupid, and then like made fun of Marvez. It was just like boom, boom, boom. And then it was over. It was so yeah. good. It, it was just the it, like the little things like that are what make me appreciate AEW. Like, like MJF didn't have to do that. If I wasn't paying super attention, I might not even notice that he did that. But the fact that he did just to be an ass makes it funnier. AEW <laughs> seems like, and maybe this isn't just me projecting as what I want them to be, but they seem like, you know how we're clearly wrestling nerds because we have a mm-hmm. podcast about wrestling. Uh, it, I feel like half their, ro- most of their roster is just like wrestling nerds. Like they're just like, yes, definitely. They, they pay attention to like weird little things like that. And like, how can we work that in? Like, I feel like, I feel like MJF probably just like studies stuff. Like, okay, what did I say before? Okay. How could I work oh, that into yeah. what I said now? Like he's, Oh yeah, he's he is the master of. Well, it, you you sent me. He tweeted out when they hired that new producer. Like, 
if it said something like seriously guys this is a game changer and like people were like oh my god he tweeted out of character right <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. most of the time he's the news was so big that he broke character to do it like he's never breaks character like <laughs> yeah like i mean he just doesn't like he'll bust on anything but for him to do that was a big deal yeah uh but i mean his promos are always gold but they, they have been they have been super on point lately and it was just a great promo yeah since coming back he's his promos like he, he was kind of into like the the tired like mocking the city a little bit too much oh, yeah and since he came back he's a lot more focused and a lot more on topic and it's been really good Oh yeah, I I it was it was so good. I loved it. Um we had the acclaimed come out next and I'm going to yell at the internet about this because they complained about it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um is as the acclaimed's coming down uh and Max's raps like no, a little more than half over. They get jumped by Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. And uh, Max Caster gets the uh, guitar over the head by Jarrett. Awesome heel move. And the internet was mad because a bunch of bad guys did something to the acclaimed. <laughs> the bad guys did exactly what they were supposed to do, make you mad. Like, how yeah, could you be I was, an adult and not see that? <laughs> I was. This is a wrestling logic, so like it's all this again, not unique to AEW, but it's always right. weird when like some teams have to like work their way up to number one, like 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 FTR spent forever working their way up to like number one contenders right. to challenge the acclaimed, and like Jeff Jarrett is like, I'm just gonna hit him with a guitar. Now I get a title <laughs> shot. Like that's just how it works. Like why would not that? Why would not every team just do that? Right? Very, <laughs> like very true. Just it's... constantly attack the champion, and you'll get a title match. That's how this works. <laughs> It's very, very true. Um, I, I can see being a little annoyed that, like, why are they getting a title shot over some other teams? I get that. But I don't think this is going to be a very long feud. Yeah. I feel like this is going to last a couple weeks, and the acclaimed will beat them and move on. Like, Jeff Jarrett's not winning the belts. That's what I was just going to say. I was getting a drink. But, yeah, like, this is maybe to keep them relevant through new year's bash or something. And then yeah, it'll go a couple weeks and then it'll be over. Right. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't, if it ends up a, a, you know, a Jericho appreciation society BCC feud where it goes on for a year and a half, then I'll, (laughs) then I'll change my tune. But (laughs) it goes on for a year and a half and had 14 blow off matches. (laughs) (laughs) We always think it's the end and it just comes. It's just keeps going. Yeah. It's like the LFI. Like, we're like, does it exist? Does it? No, oh, it must exist. We <laughs> talked about it. And then he'll talk about it for another five and a half yeah. months. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's what Jericho was next. And that's basically what, like, they're yes. still talking about Moxley. Like, <laughs> stop talking about Moxley. Stop talking. About, like, he challenged, he said, he challenged Claudio. He said he's going to get a rematch. No, I don't want that. No more rematches. Yeah. Move on. Like, do something. <laughs> stop. Stop having these two teams. Like, they're they're all good. Like, I like Jericho in the ring. I like Claudio. I like Moxley. Like, but, like, just stop having matches with each other. It's too much I, now. I, agree uh, i totally agree um i i will say the one thing that i think is going to be hilarious in this whole new retool jas thing is that they made daniel garcia sammy's little brother yes that was fine and that's gonna be amazing and we people can't are, forget people are gonna people are gonna be so mad 
because I know the internet wants Danny Garcia to be a face so badly and yes. they hate Sammy Guevara so much. Yes. It's going to be fun. Like this is eventually hopefully ending with Garcia They're turning fighting. on Sammy. I guess. But if it, or maybe not, it's a Jericho feud. It could go on for another year of, <laughs> of not, very of not, not ending. So you never know. But... Um, let's not, let's not forget Jake Hager had to let everybody know he loved his hat. He likes his hat. He really does. That was the best part of the promo. <laughs> when he screamed that at the end and then the just at the end, I like this hat <laughs> was amazing. And Jericho going to fight some jobber, but I'm sure that's not important. Yeah, it's not important at all. It's a, that's nothing that's going to nothing that's going to come up later. No, I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Brian Cage, Jack Perry. Brian Cage versus Jack Perry. Uh, we've said many of negative things about Brian Cage, but we're going to put him over really hard because I even texted you during the match that who is this man that looks like brian cage that right charisma. because where since, the heck was that for yes, two years since he came back i was just like is this this a different guy named brian cage like it's yeah like, like yeah he's been you. good since like he came back Kong. with like in roh he's been yeah. really good like he's had entertaining matches he's done cool stuff in the ring like he's been good and, and like I can't even say that, like, oh, well, yeah, he was trying to be a babyface before. He's a better heel. Like, no, he was a heel before. He was, he was just bad like, at it before. Yeah. He was <laughs> just bad at it before. Like, yeah. I I don't know if someone backstage, like, we, again, we were texting back and forth. I don't know if someone backstage got a hold of him and was like, hey, let's try to do this, this, and this. Or, right. Or if maybe he was not comfortable being a heel and now he is. Like, he had to figure it out. But right. it's working perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 doing well. Like, like, obviously, I'm not saying he should be like world champion, but like he's oh no, but he's entertaining now. Like before, when Brian Cage was in the match, I was like, all right. Well, first of all, Brian what... Cage was never in a match for like a year. <laughs> but then... <laughs> that's very yeah. We were uh, upset when we found out it was like he had like 30 matches. We're like that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I literally no... before he came back, I couldn't remember any Brian Cage matches. I remember like <laughs> when he showed up when he lost to. <laughs> ricky starks yeah and that's it like nothing else <laughs> yeah but, but now he's had... like he, he's not forgettable anymore yeah and it's I, this match was solid from beginning to end uh uh brian cage they kind of went 50 50 early back and forth and then cage took control through the commercial break um after the commercial break, there were a few little. I, I, I'm, I'm splitting hairs here. Like they weren't, they weren't total botches, but it was like got a little sloppy there for a second, which happens. I mean, not every match is going to be perfect. Um, but I don't know. That kind of just threw it off track a little bit. To me, the end was just a little lackluster. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I mean, it didn't detach from the. It, deter not detach it didn't deter from the match at all it was just it just seemed off at the end just the end though um but jack perry gets the clean pin which honestly i i honestly thought this match could have went 50 50 because they are giving cage the push but it made more sense why jack perry would win yeah calls calls out big bill uh 
excuse me, and Big Bill answered. And I just oh, feel like yeah. they're messing up Big Bill's name again because just Big Bill sounds weird. He sounds like a Mario character at this point. True. He should be Big Bill Morrissey. I yeah, but that's like way too many syllables. Yeah, but <laughs> but I understand. <laughs> I don't like. I didn't like William Morrissey. Like Big Bill is better than W Morrissey. It is. W, yes, <laughs> it's better than that for sure. Like W is an even worse first name. But Big Bill just he sounds like a cartoon character at this point. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's the worst name. Like, I don't know. What the heck was his name in WWE? It was Big Cass. Big Cass. Like, is that, is that, do they want to just put Big in front of it? Like, I don't, <laughs> like I, just, we know who he is. I mean, I, I guess it, it's better than just Bill, but what's wrong with well, William Morrissey? Or what's wrong with Bill Morrissey? Or Bill Morrissey. That. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like, like yeah, I, do that. Anyways, Maybe they'll work it out. Well, anyways, he had a heck of a choke slam. Uh, yes, I will say that 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 was monstrous. I mean, Jack Perry was about fourteen feet in the air. <laughs> and I but, do like his team with Lee Moriarty. I think that's cool. That is a super cool team. I I, I really do dig that. Uh, well, all of a sudden, Jack Perry has a tag team partner, and yes. I think I think everybody was surprised because I know I wasn't expecting this, but. Hook's music hits and the place went bananas. Yeah. Such a cool spot for, I mean, Hook has only been on, I don't know, uh, I'd say less than five dynamites and that might even be the same. Yeah, not very much. No. Yeah, he's been the rampage guy. So to see Hook save Jack Perry was awesome. And I really hope this is a tag team. (laughs) Yeah. And Hook actually like wants to be like, he helped him up. Like yes, Hook's other teams have kind of just been like he doesn't care. Like even Team Taz, he like didn't really care. Like he True. wasn't like, but and with Danhausen, he was like, okay, I'll help you, but I don't really want to. But like this seems like he wants to be in a team, so that's cool. Yes, I, I, that's that's a good point. It's a great point actually. Um, it's going to be very interesting. You sent me the uh, the photoshops running rampant on Jungle Hook. Yes, <laughs> it's it it writes itself i mean there's money to be made there yeah it'll be fun i guess they're gonna have a feud with with big bill and Lee moriarty which uh, that'll be fun that'll be cool i I like that yeah because we already know that uh jack perry works really well with big like enormous big guys yeah and lee moriarty and hook are going to put on technical clinic i mean these matches are going to should be very good um, moving on, we had the BCC backstage where <laughs> I, 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 it was definitely a positive, um, well, well, let's start off with, it was minus Danielson, uh, right. which, I mean, it kind of made sense in the end, but just still kind of weird that he wasn't there. Um, but like Mox was it was such a good Mox promo because he was mad. He was angry. He was giving people credit. He was taking credit away from people. <laughs> it was, it was in the best way all over the place, I guess. <clears throat> and um, Claudio um, and Wheeler both talked about, you know, his big night at the uh, ring of honor pay-per-view. They both got their belts and it, it kind of looks like everything's okay 
with the BCC right now. Yeah, it seems like it, but I don't know if it um, actually is, but it seems like it. Yeah, it seems like it for, for the for the time being. But like I said, Danielson was not there with them, so uh, we, we will see what happens with that. And I like how you could tell Moxley's kind of over this feud with the JS because he's like, okay, fine, yes. Sammy Guevara, but it's supposed to be done. Like he, he even said, yes. like, this is supposed to be done, <laughs> but fine. <Yeah. laughs> even Moxley's like, why are we still doing this? <laughs> this is too much. It's incredible. It, I, I, it was, sometimes when you're self-aware, it's the greatest form of comedy. And that like literally made me laugh out loud because i think it was regal who actually said this like in an interview that he, he said moxie's actually really funny he just doesn't want to be funny on tv his character uh, is like really but like yeah. he's actually a really funny guy and you can tell that like he has good timing he has like good like yeah self-deprecation like he's just like he's he is he does like he seems like a guy who is funny just by reading his book which if you've never read it it's a highly recommended because you will laugh yeah like he <laughs> He was like, you could just tell, like, after you read his book, like, the way his mind works. Yeah. And he was like, he said something like, I don't know, I was on a plane, I don't know where I was going, but it was, I had, like, five hours on the plane, and I'm thinking, why do I shave my chest before I fight a guy? Like, when when would that ever work in real life? Like, you're in a bar, <laughs> and someone's like, come on, buddy, we're going outside. He's like, hold on, I'll be right there, I gotta go shave my chest. He's <laughs> like, and that's when I decided I'm not gonna shave my chest anymore. Nice. <laughs> and it was like a page and a half long. That's just good. Just of randomness. That's good. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Oh, and he called out Hangman Page. We don't want to forget that. Yes, he called out Hangman. And and the Dark Order, too, if, if they want to show up. That is true, uh, and they they responded. Um, well, we'll get to that. Uh, I don't know who's going to show up for the Dark Order unless unless we get Stu. I never thought of that till right now, because the Dark Order is not much left. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so we're we're gonna get obviously we're gonna get Hangman Mox two. Um, obviously this goes on on based on the hangman's health but if he's cleared when do you do it i feel like he probably is cleared because didn't he get thrown out of the stairs last week so they, they wouldn't do oh, that if, yeah, if he wasn't cleared um that's true yeah i would i mean i don't know if they can stretch it out to revolution that's in march that seems like it's a while away yeah but i could see them trying to get it that far because it's a big match and they've already had they've already faced each other on dynamite so maybe stretching it out to revolution like they could they could involve dark order they could involve bcc they could try to stretch out i don't know what about you I, well i was gonna say just like make it go as long as possible yeah um, but yeah rev marches i mean that's like that's a long way off that's, but there's no like special i mean this battle of the belts but there's no specials in between like there's no special dynamites really outside of the, the, the 11th show which doesn't have a special name yet hmm there's no like well, winners coming or or Grand Slam type events in between now and then. But they well, could do it. It's a big match, so they would do it on a big matches of random dynamite. And you just said it though. There's that January 11th one that's right looking to be a heck of a show. So yeah, they could do it there. <laughs> and that's not stretching it out that much. That's I mean, you're little. It's like three weeks away. You can get yeah. It. Okay, I'll take that. I mean, geez, that show is going to be freaking legendary. Yeah. <laughs> I like if it, 
like I'm going to go on record and say this now. If it delivers half of what we think it's going to deliver whole, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but we're, uh, Swerve, uh, I, he, he, he is 2023 for AEW in my opinion. And I agree. Th- this, it, I can't even say it was a promo. He literally said like a sentence and a half. It's like Jake the Snake level of psychology. Yeah, I like that he doesn't like, he's not angry. He just kind of talks, yeah. and like, but it's kind of creepy. Like it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it is Jake yeah. the Snake ish. That's a good point. Like he's not, he doesn't yell. He doesn't like insult you. He just talks in like a, you know, low kind of creepy voice. Yeah. Like what, like what do you say? He doesn't have friends in wrestling as acquaintances or something. As, affi- associates, I think. Affiliates. It was. was it affiliates or associates? I don't know which one, but it either was one, one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. And that may be like, you know, you talk to any old time wrestler, they'll say, you know, what was one of the big things that they taught you when you were coming up? Oh, you're going to make the best friends of your life and you're going to meet the worst people that you're going to hate all right. in the same business. And so, yes, you're going to, you're not going to have many friends. You're, you're basically just going to have a bunch of associates because as long as everybody kind of gets along, you make money. And I like, cause that works two ways. It shows like that. He you know, doesn't have friends. It's a business. It doesn't have friends. Yes. But it also, it, they he could have like associates coming yeah. with him. Yeah. Like he could be teasing, yeah. bringing someone else in. So yeah, exactly. And either way, that works. So it'll be yep. interesting. Whenever he has his, he still hasn't. They're not like in a feud yet with Keith Lee, but they're slowly getting there, and it's yes, going to be it's good. So good. Oh, it's going to be so good. And well, he said he will see. Um, he said next week, correct? Not on Rampage. Yeah, no, he said next week. Okay. Jeez, next week's dynamite is gonna be it's it, like it's it, it's gonna be a long show. Well, it's got to be two hours, but a lot's gonna happen apparently. Yeah, um, AEW is getting better. I know it's because the roster is generally healthy now. Most yes. most of the roster, it feels like AEW was you know six months ago before the summer, where like every show was just like, how are they gonna fit that in that card? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I think they always do, gonna, but it seems like yes. how are they going to end up doing that? It's, it's, it's cool. It is. And it, it, I mean, it's, it's good for the fan. It's good for us. It's good for the podcast. It's good for everything. It's good for the, for the wrestling business. Yes. Is, uh, as we saw this week, um, the wrestling business can chew you up and spit you out, but it can also, your best friend like it's just it's really weird how with it just because aw exists you don't have to stress if you lose your job anymore yeah and it's not i saw a thing from soraya soraya what is it again soraya soraya i i say it both ways yeah either way soraya i think it is soraya i I think think it's i think it's soraya soraya sorry um she was saying that oh what did when she was backstage in, in wwe when she still worked there she was saying, oh, what, like, was there, someone asked her, oh, is there, like, a, a rivalry between AEW and WWE? Like, you've been on both sides now, what do you think? And she's like, no, when I was in WWE, people didn't, like, hate AEW. They were happy that there's another company that if if it didn't work out for yeah. you in WWE, you could always go somewhere else now, which wasn't a thing before. So even if AEW never get, and I don't think in our 
in the near future, I don't like AW is not going to be the level of WWE. They're not going to sell out 100,000 people at a stadium no, for an event no, like I... like WrestleMania does. But they don't have to be. They just have to be yeah. something that if it doesn't work out for you in WWE or WWE is not interested in you, you don't have to like, quit wrestling forever, which was yeah. the case before. <laughs> like if, if five, you know, five or six years ago, if WWE didn't want you, that's it. You're not a wrestler anymore. Like that's just what happened. So, yeah. or you had to work indies and like, you know, work a lot harder to get that was, those dates and get that money. So it's nice yeah. that there's a, not that you're not working hard in AEW, but you don't have to like hustle as much. You can get a, you can get a contract with another big company and you can have a comfortable lifestyle wrestling and it's, it's good. Yeah, it's very good. It's, it's good for everybody. I mean, like I said, it trickles down to, well, because AEW exists, it lets us do this literally. Yeah. I mean, we would not be made, well, we probably wouldn't be allowed to have a WWE. (laughs) And and that's like only 50% sarcasm. (laughs) Like, like there's probably some rule that, fans aren't allowed to talk about the product (laughs) it's weird (laughs) over there um house of black versus which i mean let's just say a prayer for the factory because everybody saw what was going to happen to them i think i think i I said to you when it was happening like i think the house black's going to win this one i just have a feeling (laughs) (laughs) you can it's it uh poor cole carter i don't know who he made mad but (laughs) He's, he's the butt of a lot of jokes on television. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just going to say, first and foremost, Julia with the Black Mist. That was awesome. Was the coolest way to start this match. Oh, it was so cool. Um, House of Black is officially, ba- uh, officially back. Excuse me. Julia is um, another example of like, I, I'll make a joke and I'll do a serious, I'll, what I mean. Yeah. I mean, Julia is an example of giving someone a hat and making them cool. Yes. Just like Jake Hager. Like they give them a 100%. hat and suddenly they have a personality. But it's true. Like when she was with the, with the, what are they? Varsity. Varsity Blondes. Varsity Blondes. When she was with them, she was like generic, you know, manager. And yeah. really didn't do much of anything. And now suddenly she has a character and she's involved and she's interesting. And she's, it's been really, it's been really good. Apparently she asked to do this too, didn't she? Yes. She wanted yeah. to, she wanted to join the house. So that's really cool. Um, I think it was on Unrestricted. Like they asked her, and she was like, they were like, Well, how did it all come about? And I think she went to Jerry Lynn. She went to like one of like the road agents, and they were like, Oh yeah, just go. He's right over there. Go talk to him and go ask him. And like I think she said something like, You weren't supposed to encourage me. You were supposed to say it's a bad idea. <laughs> and she was like, No, she was like, I was so scared to go talk to now I have to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, I walked up to him and you know, I I introduced myself and you know, and I said, This is I had this idea. Um how, how do you think? And she was like, he just like he looked at me he thought for a couple seconds and he said i'll i'll show you how to do the entrance or something to that point that's and cool. she was like oh my god like i'm in <laughs> that's really and, cool. and and yeah but she said like malachi has been like 200 percent down for her to be in it and um like helping her like find her character a little yeah. bit and i think that's succeeded because she is she is now that <laughs> yeah 
she's definitely she's definitely getting her character like she's into it she's like she's doing it yeah and she she's so good at it like it it kind of bums me out because like she doesn't wrestle as much anymore but like really the house kind of doesn't do that in general right yeah they haven't wrestled much i mean they were away for a while but they haven't they don't wrestle much in general they kind of just show up and like destroy people and then leave and then leave yeah so but just having her involved and starting this was always oh, amazing. Where do you uh, think they go? Like they're not, they, they destroyed the factory. What happens next? Are they going after the elite? You think? I think that's where we end. Um, I would like to see them like show up at the end of the ladder match. Yeah. Like, I think that would be super cool. Um, yeah. I just think they're going to like wreak havoc on the trios division here. Like, obviously, they're going to start at the bottom with um, the factory and then, you know, maybe go after, like, someone like the Trustbusters or someone someone like that next. Like, people that are obviously not going to put up a fight. Right. <laughs> and then, like, they'll get more serious as they're <clears throat> getting closer to the, to the elite, I guess. Right. That makes sense. That's just my humble opinion. It'll be good. Uh Two surprises back to back, and the first one, Renee backstage with Britt Baker, and of all people to interrupt, my girl Sky Blue. So proud of you, Sky. <laughs> that was so cool. Challenges Britt, tells her to stop running her mouth and back it up. To see Sky Blue on national television now, after seeing her basically debut and work her way through Dark and Elevation, is the coolest thing, and it was just a cool moment to see that uh and this women's division it is more every day it becomes the place to be yeah you really feel like and i know i've i know i've said this a million times like they have to start giving them more than one match like it's they have too many good wrestlers there now to like limit it to one match a week i think Uh, yeah um, and I know there's there's only so much time on the show, and this like there's there's a lot of good men's wrestlers, a lot of good tag teams, a lot of good tra- like there's a lot going on in AEW, so I understand it. But I feel like maybe not every week, but on some weeks they have to give more than one mat to the women. I I wholeheartedly agree, especially uh, like if I... all the rumors are true and they're trying <laughs> to potentially get someone who could be a big deal. I feel like yes. they're going to need more time. Yeah, uh, and. I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna come sooner, I would say, than later. But it needs to it needs to happen. Yeah. Because, I mean, like you said, I mean, if you break it down, you get one match a show. You get eight matches a month. Even if the uh, don't, even if that's totally different people, that's only sixteen. Yeah. People. That's, right? that's, that's still people. yeah. Yeah. That's so. you know, it's it's not. I mean, we we could say what we want about WWE all the time, but WWE has a monthly pay per view. They have NXT. They have they have SmackDown. three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown. Like they have a lot. Yeah, they have way more like, TV time. Way more TV time, and you know, AEW. You're. I know people think that Elevation and Dark are like demotions and all that. They're not. They're just fun. But even if you add those in those are like 35 to 40 minutes like they're not right they're not like full-length shows shows. yeah yeah 
I don't want to say they're not real shows. Poor of me to say that. Uh, they're real shows, but they're not like, you know, it's like three matches. Right. <laughs> that, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sky Blue versus Brit. What What do you? I loved Britt's reaction to Sky after Sky Blue yeah. left when oh, she was talking was to Rebel, perfect. being like, "Who was that? Was that Sky Blue? What is she? What is she doing?" Yeah, like that, that was, was great. That was absolutely amazing. And I love because it was after she left too. Like it was like yes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it while you're here, but once you leave, I'll I'll <laughs> talk about you after you're gone. Like that was good. It was um, so good. I don't know if that's going anywhere. Like, is this gonna be a an upset or like a unusually close match or if it's just they want to get them like you know Brit on rampage because they seem to be hyping up this rampage i mean moxie's on it brit's on it so i feel like they're trying to get more focus on rampage i don't know if this was just a way to get brit in a match or if it's going anywhere i'm not sure i i think this is just to get some people that maybe aren't going to be a tv next week because it's christmas right like you know brit is i don't want to say she's top of the food chain but she's been I mean, there she wants to say one. that right and she has every right to yeah. <laughs> uh but like she's been there since day one and stuff like that so i could see her and moxley like getting next week off right uh, especially i think i think mox moved he used to live in vegas i think he moved to back to ohio oh nice i didn't realize i think that. i'm not sure i know him and renee lived in vegas for a while but i feel like they moved very cool and Britt is Britt, I believe, still lives in Pennsylvania, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, I think. They or does she? Or does she actually live there, or did she? I don't know. She has a dentist office. I don't know where it is, though. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm wrong. They live in Florida. Okay. Um, yeah, that because that's where her dentist. As soon as you yeah. said that, it reminded me. Her it makes sense to live in Florida with if you're an AW, because especially with all the tapings, taping happy taking place there, and the oh, offices yeah. being there, like it makes sense. Um, yeah, and I think she moved down there, like AEW started, and that's, I think Adam Cole had just got signed with NXT, so. Which is also in Florida, so yeah, that makes sense. Right, yeah, so that's why they were down there, yeah. Um, well, we got to the most important part of the show, because the next match was incredible, first off. Yes, it was great. I made a bold prediction. <laughs> Super bold. You but did. I had faith in myself. I had you faith. did. Anyways, Chris Jericho versus Action Andretti. And it was, I don't, as soon as they said the, I think it was on the way to commercial, I texted you. If I would, bo- if I booked this, I'd have Jericho lose. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, as wholeheartedly how I felt. And I think I even said something like, and then you can, and this was a joke, but it came to be true also. I was like, then you can give Action Andretti the All Action Elite, yeah. All Elite <laughs> thing. And that, I, that was just a joke. I, I will totally admit that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I thought this was going to be like a one of the, where like the, you know, the, the unexpected close match, but Jericho yes. ends up winning. I thought it was going to yeah, be like, oh, totally. it'd be close, but Jericho, but yeah, I didn't think he'd actually lose, which was cool. Like, I liked it. Oh, it was so... Definite Razor Ramon, one, two, three kid feeling. Yes, Def- definite. And uh, again, the people that don't understand wrestling, like 
the people that were saying, oh, look what Jericho is forced to do. First off, this was probably Jericho's idea. Yeah, apparently it was. I heard, I heard him on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I read something. He was he was somewhere on a podcast or something today, and he said he saw Andretti on, I think it was on Dark against QT Marshall, and was oh, like, "That guy's really that guy's going to go somewhere. I want to help him." And then that's where this came from. Yes, and of course the internet said that oh he must be upset because Tony Khan made him lose to no. this guy that nobody <laughs> ever heard of. Yeah, of course. Like. I, I saw someone understand. today share too. Uh, there was a oh. match um, he had in WCW when he was a lot younger against Scott Hall, and I've heard this story before that he's told it after after Scott Hall passed and been before that even that uh, Scott Hall was supposed to win that match, and uh-huh. that was when Jericho was just starting out and trying to get you know getting a bit more attention. Like I think he was starting the stuff with Goldberg and whatever that he was doing, oh, and okay. Scott Hall was like, "No, just just beat me." And Jericho was like, no, but you're, you're supposed to win. And he's like, just beat me. If, if I'll take the heat, if there's a problem later. So yeah, Jericho went over like Scott Hall like, wow. lost. And then backstage awesome. Bischoff was upset. And Scott Hall was just like, I made a call. I thought that's what we should do. So that's what they did. So it was cool. So he, this is kind of him, I guess, returning that favor to someone. It's awesome because what, first off, what a match. I yeah. mean, they, they, threw down it was it was a great match from as soon as it started though the crowd it started the you tapped out chant to jericho which was great yes um and then instantly i mean they couldn't have wrote this any better that's why i gave the crowd credit when we first started the crowd got behind action andretti to the point of like this guy was like a 20 year vet, <laughs> like everything yeah. he did, they were popping for. And Jericho would do the heel counter. Like he poked him in the eye a couple of times and they would just boo. It was just so, so good. Uh, the crowd made the match 10 times better. Well, it was already a good match, but the yeah. crowd made it like 10 times better yeah if the crowd didn't care it wouldn't have been nearly as big of a deal i could actually see if the crowd didn't care jericho like them like calling an audible and having jericho win i think the fact that because yeah that the crowd cared made it so much better like if the crowd had not cared about this match it would not have worked good very good call very good call um but as we alluded to it was very one two three kid uh razor ramon uh, action Andretti wins, and what a like first and foremost, what a moment for him! Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's actually his first win, like in AEW, not even just on right. TV. Like he's he hasn't won on dark, he hasn't won on elevation. Like it's actually his first win in the company, which is really cool. So awesome, and I, I really hope this is what th- this is just a couple week phase for Chris Jericho, but that he, he like goes lower down the totem pole now and like it's somebody that hasn't worked with AEW that it's right. some indie wrestler <laughs> that he loses to. like I really I hope that's what it goes down to that would be cool yeah and then I eventually just he like, just beats some guy who's like never wrestled before and then he's like I did it <laughs> and just like... yeah like you know he, he he pulls some like indie guy out of a fire hall yeah. like and there's 20 people there and he's like all right next week you're wrestling me on dynamite <laughs> and they're like what <laughs> Like it, that's what I want to happen. That'd be cool. Uh, uh, 
it was like I said, it was a solid match. Uh, what a feeling for Action Andretti. Uh, welcome to the team. Uh, he's going to be fantastic. I just I was thinking all day today about the people that he could lock up with. I want to see him and Dante Martin wrestle. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Like yeah, <laughs> it's going to be fun and just what a way to debut somebody like that hasn't happened in well maybe since one two three kids honestly yeah no and it's cool because yeah because it doesn't happen if it was been something that had been happening frequently it would, wouldn't be as big of a deal right. so that was really cool yeah it was just a cool moment all around uh ricky starks cut a promo hype in the match um Ricky is on another level right now, and it's just a good promo hype in the match, but oh, everyone wants it for Ricky so much. And, yeah. Oh, it's, well, we're going to get there. We're going to get to the main event in a few minutes here, but it was just a solid promo hype in the match and calling out MJF for who he is and I don't know. Yeah, it was good. Of the meal. Yeah, it, it was just all around good. And then it was um, 9.20, so we had to have our women's yes. match. That's <laughs> so I was just going to say. It was 9.20. <laughs> it was time for Ty Mello versus Ruby Soho. Uh, I I thought – I didn't expect this. I thought the start was going to be switched. I thought Ruby would have jumped Ty. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. So I thought that was a cool little curveball that they threw us um, – but when she hit the tie KO on the ramp, Ruby sold that so well and sold it like not the way she normally like WWE sells where she like would get up and do like a backflip and then Right. Yeah. No, her selling like, is her selling is good, but it's not as not as yeah, you're right, not as like over exaggerated as it was before. So Yeah, like she went down and she snapped her head back at the perfect moment, like where it looked like she hit. Oh, it was so it was. She does seem like I think we mentioned this before. It took her a little bit of time to like get out of the WWE style of working. Yes, a little bit, but I feel like now she's out of it and it's good. Yeah, and that's not a knock. I'm not trying to bash WWE, but they have a specific style that you can that you can tell, and it doesn't necessarily work in other companies. So it's they have their monopoly if you have two wwe trained wwe people they're gonna work any any combination of them can get in a ring and have a wwe match right but you put somebody who doesn't wrestle that style in there it looks like both of them don't know what they're doing yeah it's very odd yeah (laughs) it's very odd i also do like that they let time mello have a match because she hasn't wrestled much so she's kind of just been hanging around yeah, Sammy. That's so, true. I mean, she's a good wrestler. So it's nice that they let her wrestle. That was, that was good. Yeah. And it was a solid match. It was yeah. uh, good back and forth. Um, I think we both saw how this was going to end. I mean, Ruby beat her clean. Uh, but the part that I was surprised for Anna Jay uh, jumps Ruby after the fact. And it looks like we're going to get, uh, Anna J versus Ruby. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I feel like that's that's coming. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, it is just like the JS to like, no, the feud's not over. Let's just keep the feud exactly. going. That's that's not the end of the feud. You thought it would be. That would make sense if that was the end of the feud. Yes, but it's not. We're gonna keep it going. <laughs> but I mean, Anna J is good. Ruby. Yeah. Ruby's good in the ring, so that'll be that'll be good to see. 
yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm like lukewarm on it either way, but I mean, it's not going to be terrible. It's right. Just, I don't know. I mean, Anna Jay is pretty, she's relatively inexperienced, so maybe it'll do good for her to have her. I mean, That's not that true. she's not that she's not good in the ring, but she she is inexperienced. So it'll maybe yeah. it'll be good for her to be in the ring with someone like Ruby, who's been around for a while. Yeah. Hey, let's hey, whatever. We'll take it. But I just like you're you're right about the JS stuff. It just yeah. <laughs> it just goes. Whenever you like, think a feud is ending, it's not ending. It's like just starting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a year from now, they'll still be feuding. <laughs> yes. It is, remember when Anna J wrestled <laughs> forty nine times in one year. <laughs> um, Alex Marvez came back. And he had a backstage segment with Hangman and um, Evil Uno. Well, Evil Uno wasn't part of the promo. He was just kind of just there. Yeah, just there. Uh, Hangman, again, don't know. They're blurring the lines a little bit. Don't know if this was a true story or if this was part of the storyline. Said, gave a little bit of insight after Mox concussed him. You know, he said they were asking him the concussion protocol questions in the back of the ambulance he knew the date where he was wrestling blah 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 but he couldn't remember his son's name and if that was true man that would be scary yeah if it's not if it's not true what a good storyline aspect yeah as <laughs> as someone who has a kid it just like right. it just like hits you right like yeah. i can't imagine what that would be like that would be awful like if whether or not that's real or not if it's real that's horrible if it's right. not real, great storytelling. Great, like it's exactly. it's just so it was really good. Like yes. Adam Page gets doesn't isn't the you know he's in the best promo in the world, but right. he's good at emotion. And this was oh this was a good way for him to cut a promo. And his his strength is his emotions, and you know people care about him as a person and getting an emotional yeah reaction from people and he this was perfect for him yes it was and it oh what a promo it 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 hyped the match it got everybody interested um but like i asked you earlier i like i want them to stretch it out as long as they can but i don't know if they can because you don't want people to get sour on it like oh They've just been talking for yeah. I do want weeks, them to have so. a couple of weeks where they talk back and forth because they're obviously oh, both yes. good. Yeah. They're both good at promos. They both have their own like they're very different from one another too. So it's really it'll be cool to see them have some promos back and forth. But you're right. I don't want it to be like two months of why are they still just talking to each other. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just you know maybe after this Sammy match, maybe like we said, we won't see Mox till after Christmas. Right. Yeah. Maybe he's finally getting off. a break. Yeah, I mean, guy deserves it, but unfortunately, though, Renee just got hired, so I doubt they give her <laughs> give her like a month off. Hey, we just hired you, but <laughs> stay home for a month. It's all right. <laughs> but you know, maybe we'll get like, you know, after Friday, we won't see Mox till after the first of the year, right? Like a couple weeks, and weeks. then uh, yeah. then yeah. And during those two weeks, you could have Hangman. You know, come on, Mox, where are you at? Where are you at? You right. Know? Why aren't you answering me? Type deal. Like that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, then we had the world title and Dynamite Diamond Ring um, main event: MJF versus Ricky Starks. 
first and foremost, let's just give everybody a round of applause. This was a wrestling match. <laughs> yeah, and it felt like a big deal. And it felt like a really big deal. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, and everybody felt it. I mean, not just the crowd. Like, MJF and Ricky also knew that that was a moment, that it was yeah. special. It, it, it was just like last night's show had a very Monday Nitro feel. It had a very WCW feel in general. It, which is yeah. kind of weird because they just hired that WWE producer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I mean, if Tony Schiavone fans product, uh, I, I mean, I'll eat my hat uh, because it was very 90s WCW like. Yeah. Well, I mean, when AEW first started, I think that was the Cody influence. They seemed kind of like a Southern wrestling yes. promotion at the time. Yes. And I think that was Cody. That was a lot of him. And then once yeah. Cody left, it became more of like a attitude era. Not not in terms of like raunchiness, but in terms of like the style of the yeah. shows. True. And you're right. This felt a bit more like a Nitro and less like a Raw, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if, hey, if you can mix both of them up, those were two of the hottest wrestling shows of the 90s. So yeah. BCW in there and yeah, I'm, I'm hooked. Well, I'm hooked already, go. but yeah. <laughs> um, but at just this match, like you said, it, it just had a feeling and everybody knew and it was it was beautiful to watch. Um, they earned their they got their this is awesome chant early, but they earned it early, even though they went 20 plus minutes. It was like 23, 24 minutes. Um, it was oh, just a good back and forth, solid wrestling match but but i'm gonna give max some credit here uh <laughs> i like how max found that super fine line like everybody knows he's a heel but he plays the role so well that he's he's even wrestling different now like he doesn't cheat right away yeah point where the crowd just starts care for him then he cheats it's so good yeah this was a this was like MJF is a good wrestler. He's like, he's had some yes. very good matches, but he doesn't usually wrestle. Like not only does yes. he not have matches, but when he has matches, it's mostly just like, it's about the story. It's about his cheating yeah. or whatever. Like he's, it's not about his wrestling ability. And this seemed more of like a wrestling match for him. Yeah. It, good call. And oh, it was just so, so well done. Uh, like I said, it was back and forth. Uh, Ricky has him dead to rights, though. I mean, I everybody saw this coming. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I actually did. Ricky got no. He tapped him, didn't he? Uh, did he tap? No, he, he pinned him. Pin him. He pinned he him. He pinned him. That's okay. He, they had that really cool segment where he had him in the the arm bar, and then Ricky moved to the ropes and he grabbed his other arm, and then Ricky stretched oh, out his leg, right. and then he grabbed his yeah, leg. He, that was really cool. That was super cool. And then he got like finally with his other leg, he touched yeah. the touched the rope. That was cool. Um just all in all, great match. Uh the ending, I mean we're we're gonna get into it in more detail, but I I like the ending and the part that I was surprised the most about, because I didn't expect it, was Danielson. Was that a surprise for you? I forgot about like if if you had told <laughs> if you had told me this 
what do you think would happen after la- right after last week's dynamite? I would have predicted probably Danielson getting involved, but b- I think maybe right. you got wrapped up in the match or because Danielson wasn't there earlier that oh, I forgot. True. I forgot <laughs> about, which is what they aimed for. Like they were hoping you forgot about him yeah. over the course. So I forgot that they had a thing. And then when he came back out, it was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> but it was, it was good. And I love that he comes out. I've, I've talked about how I don't love the heel and face tunnels yes. before, but I love that Danielson keeps coming out of the heel tunnel just because it's that's just best. how he thinks he should do. It's yes. the best. And it's also MJF went up that tunnel, not expecting anyone to come after him because it's right. the heel tunnel. Right. But then no, Danielson yes. was there. So that was cool. Oh, that match is going to be so freaking good. It's going to be really good. <laughs> and like the build up to it, that's good. I think that's going to stretch to revolution. They could stretch that out for a while because MJF not wrestling is MJF. Like he can, yes, for yeah. weeks, like Danielson can challenge him to a match and he'll be like, no, nah, not right now. And just keep like dragging it out. And I feel like yep. they could easily take that to March. And I think that's what oh, they'll do. Oh, definitely. I mean, just think of like the things that he can do, like what he did when uh, he made Jericho climb like the ladder. Like, you right. know, he's going to do things like that. Like, oh, no, no, no. You just don't come to me. You right. Know, you have to beat so and so and then so and so. Like, it's going to be oh, so fun. It's going to be um, good. And Danielson is like, he's not. Jericho like Danielson probably wants those matches like remember when he was uh going yes. up against Hangman Page and he wanted to just fight all the guys in Dark Order like they no one no one made <laughs> yeah. him do that there was no <laughs> there was no challenge of like you have to beat all the guys in Dark Order before you can beat me no Danielson just wanted to do that like because yeah. he just likes wrestling so I could see this being like Danielson just being like I just want to have a wrestling match and him Jeff being like fine but it has to be against this person like just like ah, keep throwing yes. other people in front of him like that'll be cool <laughs> Oh, it's going to be so fun. Um, what do you think? I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you think is next for Ricky? Oh, that's tough because I th- we've talked about this before, how there's like a spot in AEW where like if you're not going for the world title, which obviously only one person can be at the time to- at a time. Right. There's the other titles are too low, right? Like he can't he's not going to go for the TNT title or the Atlantic title or anything because they're they're below him now. Right. Um. Maybe more of a feud with Ethan Page. I, I, that, that would be very interesting. That'd be good. I don't yeah, know. What I'll do you think? That. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with that now. Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to suggest Claudio and Ring of Honor, but uh, I like yours better. <laughs> yeah, I could just see that because they work really well together. Yeah, that's, and they, and they that's... kind of resolve their feud because I mean, Ricky won their match. But yeah. they could easily keep keep that going. They could easily bring that back. And it makes sense for like that is a good gray area to be in. Like they would be fighting because like they're the newcomers on the world title scene, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I'm uh, yours is way better than mine. <laughs> there's a there's a group of guys who are in the same spot, and it's not a bad spot to be. But oh, like no, Ricky Starks, Ethan Page, you know, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy. Jack Perry, like there's a couple guys who like yeah. they're not going to be world champion right now, but right. they're their main event. Even someone like Eddie Kingston, like I don't think he's going to challenge for the title anytime soon. I would love if he did, but I don't think he oh, will. Yeah, but he's someone who's in that. He's obviously not a young guy like the rest of them are, but he's in that same kind of spot. It's true. Oh, what a what you just named like 
three people that what, what I, I I take matches with them all day. Just that's the thing go. with with MJF as champion. Like any of them could challenge MJF to a, and it would yeah. make sense. Yeah. Like if you had a Jungle Boy match with with uh, MJF, it would make sense why he's there. Ethan Page would make sense. Eddie would make sense. You know, Darby yeah. would make sense. Like he he has he is kind of. I think he's going to be world champion for a very long time. Same here. And he has a lot of already just built-in feuds. Wheeler Yuta, like there's a bunch of guys you could just like. Yeah. It wouldn't be hard to put them in a match with MJF. Like they they have a enough storyline, they have enough background that they could put them in a match, and it would work. Yeah, it, it's not only going to work too. It's going to give them the, you know, the MJF rub as he would he would say. Right. <laughs> but you know, it, all well, just like this match with uh, Ricky Sarks. Like if it's Wheeler Yuta in a month, yeah. If it's one match, Wheeler used Wheeler loses. Excuse me, that was hard to say. Um, but you just had a world title match. You're now right. in that you know that that means something right it, it's 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 all oh, what a time what a time for AEW. it's the best um and they're like we said before they're like good. not to say that their shows weren't good before because we've been entertained by their shows since we've started watching oh but yeah. it does seem like they're like the injuries and everything with all out kind of threw things off for a while and now they're kind of back into where you can see where they're going like they have longer term things planned out and yes. maybe they'll actually get to do those things now that like not everyone's injured. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's very exciting. So just, uh, do, do you have anything else to, to add here before we move on? No, I'm good. I, I, I really yeah. liked dynamite. It was a really good show. It felt yes. different. I don't know why, but there were, there was a different feel to it and like a good different feel, but it did feel, it felt a little yeah. bit different. I, I can't, I can't put a finger on how it felt different, but it did. I, I'm I'm right there with you. Like I said, I, I felt it had like a nitro feel, but it it was it was different in in a positive way. Uh, yeah. And like I said, that's why I like these these uh, special dynamites. I, I yeah. know they're I know they're just normal dynamites with the, they they title them, <laughs> but right. They, I don't know. They give special graphics too, and they're just more fun. Yeah, they are. Um, just to give the listeners a, a heads up here, uh, at the end of next week's show, um, we're going to do a little um, prediction on what we think is going to happen, or not predict many predictions, on what we think is going to happen in 2023 for AEW. So uh, if you have any thoughts, you know, throw them on the Discord, message us on Twitter. Uh, th- I think those are going to be fun. Um, and we're, I, th- I think we're going to do our um, match of the year too. And yeah, of the year. yeah. And I, I promise with my predictions, I'm not going to mention CM Punk. I've decided that I'm not going to. Oh, that, wow. That's, that's I'm going to okay. I'm going to ignore that one and predict oh, other go, things. You're going to go with Ace Steel. <laughs> yes, someone else. The return of Ace Steel. That's that's, that's... the big storyline for 2023. <laughs> no CM Punk. Oh, he's he's gone. Just Ace Steel. Just Ace Steel. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, me and you have joked about it. Literally, you can say anything because this has been such a weird year for wrestling. Right, just so like everything happened. that's happened this year, like it's and it continues, like it's going to get weirder. So, yeah. Well, I, just speaking of, like, I mean, you you didn't watch it yet, but 
if you get a chance, watch the Vince McMahon documentary on Vice, The Nine Lives of Vince McMahon. My God. <laughs> if, if you didn't like the guy before, you're not going <laughs> to like the guy now. Uh, I, it, uh, Dave Meltzer, I think, puts it best is he weaseled his way out of everything and then became bulletproof and then knew it. And that was his downfall. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That, <laughs> that's pretty. That sounds pretty accurate to me. Yeah, it just like everything that he did was such a slime ball move. Like, and I knew all the stories, but like to hear them like firsthand from like the people who were there, like I never realized like his dad owned the like the Northeast Territory, which was like New York, Pennsylvania. And like everything was just handshake agreements, right? And then Vince, his his dad has pancreatic cancer, so he Vince basically <laughs> corners him when he's dying. It buys the company for a million dollars, and then buys everybody else out because they were all just handshake agreements. So, I well, I only knew that because. Paul Heyman did a promo once on Raw or SmackDown. I forget when it was, but when he was the during the invasion storyline, uh-huh. and he he said that like you'd they had his dad, your dad made handshake agreements with everyone, and you went out and bought everything out from under them. Like, yeah, I and I've heard Paul Heyman talk about that promo in the past, and it was leading up to the invasion pay per view, which ended up doing really well, but like financially, but yeah. the the buzz around it wasn't great like if anyone who was alive or paying attention during the the invasion era it did not turn out the way that no. people hoped it would. wanted it to <laughs> right so anyway vince basically was talking to paul Heyman about this and paul Heyman was like oh i can sell people on the show i can make people want to watch the show but you might not like it and he's <laughs> like why he's like no just i i can cut a promo that will make people watch the show but you have to say that I can say whatever I want and you're not going to like punish me for right. it later. <laughs> and Vince is like, okay, fine. And, and the day of the show, Paul Heyman's like, okay, just so we're clear, I can say whatever <laughs> I want. Right. And Vince is like, yeah, you can say whatever you want. He goes, you don't want to know what I'm going to say before I go out. And Vince's like, no, 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 just, I want to react to it as you say it. He's like, all right. And then he went out and like cut <laughs> the, the meanest possible promo <laughs> on him. It was great. <laughs> like, and I know he works for him, but it was trying to like make him money, so it's all right. friendly, right? But like the promo he cut on him was so good. If you haven't seen it, it's really good. I will have to look that up because that's <laughs> that sounds amazing, and I don't remember that, so I don't that sounds amazing. And and not to ruin it, but Vince's reaction is just like oh, he doesn't that's... really he doesn't even really have one, he's just like <laughs> it's good, it's really good. You should watch it. I, I definitely will. Um it was like, I mean, I always knew like when Vince went national that it was like a big deal, but I totally didn't realize like <laughs> the amount of lives and families he destroyed. Yeah, I didn't realize I was reading. I think I've mentioned before there was a, a territory in Toronto that the, the Tunney's like Jack Tunney's family ran mm-hmm. called Maple Leaf. I knew that that's how Jack Tunney got into the WWF because he made a deal with Vince to like let him run basically the Toronto territory. Okay. Um, I didn't know that before that, like before Jack was involved, his like brother or his dad or something was running it. And it was like a NWA territory, like Ric Flair and, 
and oh, wow. the, you know the nwa came here i was too, i was it was before i was born like it was in the late 70s um and it was a nwa territory and essentially jack tunney took it over and made a deal with vince to sell it out to the wwf and oh, that's wow. how it, that's how they moved into canada essentially oh wow and then but then vince didn't want to work with jack tunney anymore so he just he just stopped he just like he he was like, I own it now, and then he just stopped working with them, and that's when he like, he could apparently they ran they ran Maple Leaf Gardens all the time. I went to a bunch of shows when I was a kid at Maple Leaf Gardens WWF shows, and Vince didn't want to work with Jack Tunney anymore, but Jack Tunney still had an agreement with Maple Leaf Gardens, so he just had to stop going there. So he had to go to like a different <laughs> arena because he just, but for no reason, like there was no reason for him to cut right. Jack Tunney out of this. Like he wasn't, right. he was he worked for the WWF. Like there was no there was no reason for him. To cut him out, other than he just wanted to cut him out, like right. for no reason whatsoever. And then after he died, like Vince didn't go to his funeral, he didn't send anything to his family, like for for no reason whatsoever that anyone knows. He just decided to just like cut him out of the company that he basically ran, if for no reason, just because he could. Like, Unbelievable. So I'm sure that's what he did everywhere. I'm sure he went into every single oh, place. Was like, yeah. oh no, we work together, and then just like cut the guys out as he went along like and i know it's business but like come on but to do it that way you know like i think me and you were talking like the one day and you know i was like oh yeah like it was good for guys like hogan and hillbilly jim like the guys that vince went in and took but right you know, don't forget there was like mid card and low card guys that vince didn't want that just literally went from making like a living to your job just doesn't even exist right anymore. yeah the company you work for is gone now because vince <laughs> right. runs it and he doesn't right. want you yeah so, he doesn't want yeah. You. <laughs> yeah and it's like i just so many families probably like he probably ended like families like you yeah know, what a that's why now and i don't want to i i'd hate just talking about internet fans too much because yeah that's... but like now when people are just like upset with AEW for doing things like yeah. when Vince left and Tony Khan was just like oh I'm the longest tenured CEO yeah. in wrestling like people were mad at him and I'm like that's compared to the things Vince McMahon did to other companies like Tony <laughs> Khan taking a little shot at him on the internet is like nothing like Vince McMahon right. destroyed so many things just for like <laughs> the sake of destroying them right that like, like he bought WCW, which fine, but like they're up for sale. You're perfectly within your rights to buy. But then he just buried everyone who worked for that company. Like there was no reason for that. You own the company. Like there was no reason yeah. whatsoever well, to do any yeah. of that. Like you alluded to during the podcast, like we all had the expectation for the invasion angle. And if it would have been done. One percent of how the fans wanted it, it would have been amazing, right? But Even he if they could... did the opposite, and they always and... say the knock on it. I don't want to make this into an invasion podcast, but they always say the knock no. on it is, oh, they didn't have all the big guys. They didn't have Kevin Nash and Goldberg and Hogan. Fine, they didn't have all those guys. They right. chose to sit at home and get their paychecks. Which, and yeah, why, why wouldn't you? But I mean, the guys they did have, like you know Booker T, DDP, they didn't have right. to just have them lose repeatedly. <laughs> they could have, you know, maybe had them win some matches. Like maybe that was a thing they could have done, right? But like, yeah, like I said, I mean, the road itself. You had the fans there wanting to just have it happen. That's yeah. all you had to do is like just have 
guys from two companies wrestle each other. And someone like, like DDP like took a ma- like he he took a buyout of his WCW yeah. contract, which was huge. Like he lost a ton of money, right, to work for WWF. And then Vince is like, oh, yeah, we're going to make you stalk Undertaker's wife. And every one of your matches is you're just going to get destroyed by Undertaker. That's that's the storyline. Like, you're just like, yeah. he's going to destroy you week in and week out. And then you'll just be gone. <laughs> like, yeah. And and you took a $700,000 pay cut. Right. So now you have less money. And oh, yeah, you just look like a fool every week on television. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and again, for no reason. He worked for WWE. He worked for Vince McMahon. Yeah. There's no reason for that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, either. He's like a such yeah. like. I think that the WWF under Triple H, it's I I agree that it's different. Like I think Triple H is is not the savior of independent wrestling that people seem to think he is. Like if he <laughs> could if he could pull yeah. a Vince and buy out every company and run them all oh, himself, yeah. he definitely would. <laughs> And again, that's fine. That's business, whatever. Right. The the advantage I think Triple H has is he's not like as spiteful as Vince is. Like Vince would would do something like hire DDP just to have him lose matches. <laughs> like yeah. I don't think Triple H would ever do something like that. I don't think he's like weirdly spiteful like that, where he's just like, I'm mad at you for some reason no one's quite sure of. So <laughs> I'm just gonna destroy your career. Like I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> I mean, there's the rumor that, I mean, Dusty Rhodes himself even said that he always thought that Vince made him wear the polka dots just because he was Dusty Rhodes. Right. But and, like he, but he works for you. So exactly. why, like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. He left because... the other company that you didn't like to come work for you. And like, you're just going to make him look, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. It goes back to that. Like they made their name somewhere else and they didn't right. need fit. Like Dusty Rhodes is already a millionaire. He didn't need right. Vince. Right, he just but, wanted to. Go but ahead. Vince could have made more money exactly. making Dusty Rhodes Dusty Rhodes. Like exactly, just, it's it doesn't make any sense. Like it's I th- I don't think it's ever going to happen. But the rumors that like where CM Punk would come back to WWE, I don't think that'll ever happen. But if it never. did, if under some weird circumstances it well, did, true, yeah, right. Say it did. And Triple H is in charge <laughs> of creative. Triple H is not going to hire him back and just have him lose a bunch of matches. If if right. he does bring him back, he'll bring him back to like do something that will make the company money, not to just make him look bad. Exactly, because Triple but, H knows like if you have a draw, you get you milk it, right? <laughs> you don't kill it. <laughs> Whereas Vince purposely hired people just to like make them look bad, just because he could. Like it, it's it, yeah. it's it's a weird personality thing that I don't I'll never understand because like. I can see wanting to run WCW out of business when you don't own WCW. But as soon as you own WCW, you should be trying to think of a way to like make <laughs> to that make you more it. money, not just to yeah. destroy it. Like it's it's very weird. <laughs> very weird. It's, oh, it's so good. I love it. It's like the opposite <laughs> of what Tony Khan did with ROH, where like with ROH, it was just like right. he's pushing it over AEW just to like get it over. Yeah, 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 and just so it gets its just due on television, right? Yeah. Whereas Vince was just like, "No, I own the company, and I'm just going to make it look terrible." <laughs> <laughs> and then with WCW, he spent like another twenty years just continuously bashing WCW, <laughs> like all the time. Like he had that. that the we've talked about this before, but the when he brought in Sting, who he apparently didn't know who he was, when he <laughs> brought in when he brought in Sting. He made it about WCW. That was 20 years ago. Like, wow. The, 
the the angle of Sting coming in, like, why would he be avenging WCW? It was 20 years ago. Like, he's not insane. <laughs> like, he's not like... <laughs> He doesn't sit at home and say, "Man, if WCW was only around." Right, and then he brought I him would in. Defend it. Then he brought it in. He brought him in as the defender of WCW, <laughs> and immediately had him lose because you had to like take another shot at WCW. The company had been dead for twenty years, <laughs> and again, he works for you. Why are you just like making him look bad? It's like it doesn't make any sense. It's it's very Mister Burns. Yes, real. it really is. It's really strange. Vince McMahon is Mr. Burns. It's like a weird. It's like a weird power trip where he has to show that like he's he's in charge or he's better than you or he's yeah. I don't know. He he, he definitely has that like I'm the boss and I will get everybody in this room. Oh, there's only two of you. Well, I will continually tell the two of you that I'm the boss. Right. Like he has that mentality. Yeah. Yeah, which was weird because, like, especially after he bought WCW and, like, the rights to ECW, like, he didn't need to tell everyone he was the best wrestling company. It had been established. Right. Like, they, they bought they bought all the other companies. They're the only one left by default. They're the best right. wrestling company, right? Like, right? There was no need to, like, but, like, yeah, he, he went out of his way to be like, remember WCW? Well, I killed it. Yeah, we know that. We <laughs> were aware of that. It happened 10 years ago, Vince. Come on. Very strange. Very. Anyway. Anyway, sorry for the Vince McMahon rants. No, it's it's all good. And that's not even getting into like him as a human being. That's just him as like a business person. Oh, like that. It, well, like I said, dude, you, you, I, I, I think you said it's not available in Canada yet. Yeah. Whenever it it'll, is, it'll come here at some point. It, it was. It's two hours. Yeah, so it was two hours long. Um, and it goes by. And it's just like, it, it's like broke up in, I think, three parts. Yeah. And like, there's like couples, there's a few segments per part. And it's like, after every segment, you're like, oh, man, it can't get worse than that. Oh, man. Was, <laughs> oh, dude, it got worse than that. Jeez. And then, oh, it can't get worse than that. Oh, my God. Even just and, from like some of the dark side of the ring things, you can see like what are not even not like, not even just a bad person, just like such a strange person. Like, he's such a. Yeah very strange person yes and that 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 comes out <laughs> just the things that like they went back and they, they showed things that again as a fan like you know you're 16 it's like 16 17 whenever this was happening but they just showed a steel picture of him making out with trish stratus with both of his children and his wife in a wrestling ring oh yes yes <laughs> Of course. And it was yeah, and it was just like like why would why would you do that? There and was like, a time when like every like I, it's not funny, but like when every and whenever they signed like a new women's wrestler, he like made out with her on TV and I'm like, I yeah. know you're doing that just to be like a weird perv. Like it's not Yes. Even as a as a, you know, 18-year-old or whatever I was at the time, eventually it was like, yeah, that's kind of uncomfortable. Like you don't need to do this. Like Yeah, like that's the thing like and me and my buddy, like, I remember, I remember that moment when he was kissing Trish Stratus in the ring with his wife and his two children in the ring next to him. And like, like I said, we were like 17, 16 years old. And my buddy, Frank, like, we just started laughing because he was like, he just said, dude, imagine if that was your dad and you're standing in the ring with your sister. There's your mom over there. Like, 
I don't care how much money you're making. That is emotional trauma. That right. That your dad is putting you through. Right. Just because like, he can. Like it's, yeah. And and that's the exact reason. Just because he can. It serves zero purpose. <laughs> like what I don't love, but like what I noticed when all the allegations about him came out, there was not a single person who knew anything about Vince McMahon who was like, that doesn't sound like Vince McMahon. Like <laughs> universally, everyone was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, I totally, yeah. that that sounds like Vince. Like, every single person was just like, yeah, of course, yep, makes sense to me. Like, well, the, the one thing that, like, really hit home that made it, you just realize how big of a <laughs> he is, is uh, Meltzer's talking about, like, any shot ever fired against Vince McMahon, like Vince McMahon would, if the person was like 99.9% sure that Vince did this, if they weren't a hundred, Vince would, he would call them out. Like you'd, you know, you're a pal of garbage or I'll just counter sue you. I'll call you out on my television show. I mean, he right. make fun of that, that mushnick guy all the time. I remember him doing that. That was insane. But yeah. Yes, <laughs> he like dedicated yeah. time on WWF programming to like some petty vendetta with a writer. <laughs> yeah, from from like the seventies, right? <laughs> Just, yeah. Um, but Meltzer was like, he was like, I knew this was serious when these hush money allegations came out, and there was no statement. There was right. no. He didn't say anything on television. Um, he didn't have a snarky tweet. He didn't have like. You know, normally, um, you know, he would he would just do a Vince thing. <laughs> yeah, I I thought when he was like on SmackDown the day that came out, I was like, oh no, he's gonna he's gonna like fight it, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, and that's when they were like, it's pretty much the nails in the coffin. They got him. Yeah, and but just dude, there's so like there was so much that we didn't even know. Yeah, it's a good it's a good documentary. All right, I'll watch it. Yeah, definitely. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and for being a part of the show, for being a part of the Discord, uh, Twitter, all that. You know, thank you so much. It means a lot. Um, like I said, we have some fun things plan- planned for next week and just down in the future, we have some plans. It's going to be fun. Uh, Rick, do you have any parting words for this week? No, I'm I'm good. Okay. It's gonna be a good um, episode, good dynamite. Rampage seems like it's gonna be a really good episode. So yeah, excited. Rampage, Rampage will be fun tomorrow, and um, you know we will we'll see you one more time before Santa comes to visit everybody. So uh, until till next week, have a good one. Later. <laughs>